So, do you want to see one word, one verse, the time has come, that's what Jesus, Jesus says, the time has come, he said, the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the news. Uh, actually, this is really quite straightforward, I think. Although, having said that, I'm not going to make it not straightforward, but next slide. Should be, oh yeah, there are four points. In fact, go back one. Let's do the old, this is the, this is the African thing, okay? Let's say it again, shall we? Ready? The time has come, he says. The kingdom of God has come here. Repent and believe the good news. Pretty obviously, four points there for the sermon. Uh, time has come. The kingdom has come here. Repent and believe. Yep. Can you, uh, can you hold those in your head? Yeah. Go. Black slide. No, 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 black, black. That was like yours, by the way. You know those remote controls, infrared remote controls you had? Remember them? Yeah. Someone else brought me a, a wand. <laughs> right, which is remote, you can, you can teach it to do things. So you can stand on stage and say, when, what, 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 I think your hand was still. It's, it's very honest. It's very honest. And you can make a predictive change. It was so cool. It was so cool. I used it in the same bit of time as a And the ones that are so very well, I flipped the wand, wand, and some kid you never caught it. It was spectacular. Not hey, what were they for the four points? Time has come. Yep. And, okay, so that's it. Done. Time has come. You will know from you being constantly regularly that there's two words for time in the New Testament. Kairos and Kronos. Right? And one of them talks about it's 11.32 and my body is thinking it's time for coffee. Right? Yep. And, and you guys are thinking it's time to get home and tax on it. Kronos is the sort of sequential time. But the other word, Kairos, is rather deeper. It means the opportune time. It means it's the opportune time. It, it, this is the moment. Uh, the, the, our translations have trouble with it. Because we haven't got, got one word for it. And sometimes it gets translated season, other things. But you have to look behind the English translation sometimes to find out. When they come together, you almost always get things like day and season, not day or season, things like that. They try and distinguish them. But here, the time has come. Jesus is saying that opportune time has come. Paul talked about when time was fully right, Jesus came. But it's actually a moment in space time when God intervenes. And our first thing I want to say is that is so important. I, I, I still, I've said this again, I'll go on a broken record, don't, I don't say yes at that point. Uh, but I just think it's so easy sometimes to see what God's doing and to know what God's calling me to do. It's so hard to get the timing right on it, to know whether it's now. I know I need to witness to my neighbour, but when, I want to do it at the right time. Do you get it? Want, it's not a matter of why it's at 9 or 10 o'clock, it's, is it that moment when Holy Spirit's working in them? Who convicts people? Holy Spirit. The sin much of judgment. I want to be working with God. Jesus said, John 10, 10, after me, the Son can only do, do, right? I want to see what the Father's doing, so I get those timings right. Do you get me? So I'm working in like, in like timing with, you know, synchronization with, with the Father. Again, a great thing being again is that all the congregations can clap in time, and therefore the fact that I can't doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm just drowned out very little at all. But there's something about being in sequence with God's Spirit here. 
that, that Kairos time, that moment when it's just the right time to do so. Now, how did Jesus know it was the right time? Dumb question. But I'll answer anyway. This is more chilled. The boss is not here, as you can probably tell by the chilled nature of everything at the moment. But I love you dearly. Come on, out there. Listen to his father. Listen to his father, yeah. The son of the Lord's father too. Okay? However, I think he had a clue. And remember, Jesus is the Son of God, but he's laid aside that glory, and he only works as you or I could do if we were fully like in line with the Holy Spirit. Yeah? Okay? So, so he's amazing, and he is sinless, so he's always on the money. He's 100% hearing God's Spirit the whole time, whereas, you know, my best days, I'm like 33%, maybe. Yep? Yeah? And it lasts about two minutes, but he's on the money all the time, but he doesn't have any sort of like supernatural thing. He's laid aside that glory. He's living with a man, but he's like the Holy Spirit. Go back at verse. Is it, is it back at verse? Can I get back at verse or not? Can I get that more? I'm there for someone. Go to the slide. They're right at the now. I'm not keeping me on time. Well, there we go. The verse four says this. Mark, uh, Gospel writer says, after John was put in prison, Jesus went to Galilee, proclaiming the good news. Why is that a great hint? That the time has come. Why is that? What's John doing? Preparing the way. And what did he do in particular? What's he called? John the John the um, cabinet maker. John the John the burger eater. No, John the that's the boy. Why is he called John the Baptist? Because he belongs to Baptist Church in Amsterdam or something. No. Why is he called a Baptist? He baptised people. Now you see, we think, okay, cool, we baptise people because we don't well sort of. But for the Jews, it's really quite radical. They were used to the idea of baptism for foreigners coming in. At the time you was around, people were allowed to convert to, to Judaism. And, and if they did, they got baptised to join to the people of God. But what John did was he baptised Jews. He said to the people of God, you need to repent and be baptised again. Now you see, that's laying the ground. That's laying the ground for the kingdom that Jesus is bring in. Where, where it's your responsibility. You're not a Christian because your parents were, because you come to church, or because whatever. Because you're a member of the people, you're a Christian because you come to Jesus. It's a personal thing, it's a commitment thing. You say, I come and believe and repent. Hang on, the time will come after me. The time will come. The kingdom is. Repent. <laughs> and there's corporate nature, but primarily it's an individual. Perry, excuse me, people don't leave, but if you don't mind, do you? How's a good time? We've probably been through Perry, uh, sorry, Perry needs to repent and believe. Amen? And it's on that basis that it comes to the kingdom, did you hear? And so John prepared that by, by calling the Jewish people and making it clear there's transition here and new things happening. Now, it's not about just belonging to the Jewish people, to make sure part of God's kingdom. The kingdom now is going to be a thing you come into by an act of repentance and accepting what God says. And John put in prison. So that's a pretty good marker, I think. Jesus has been baptized in the Spirit and the temptation stuff. And John Mark tells us his, his ministry starts at that point. Keep your eyes open, my friends. Don't be so spiritually holy that you don't see the stuff that God's doing around you. 
In my example of when is it the right time to speak to this person about Jesus, it may well be the obvious thing they're in tears in them because they're, they're, they're dog style or whatever. Do you understand that? It sometimes, you know, I only do what the chair of the public do. Sometimes it is very, very up there. Ooh, you know, um, A star stuff in, in, in Christianity. Sometimes it's proven obvious. And sometimes those people, it's just, we just, just don't see it. And sometimes God is very gracious. And those, those moments of kairos when it's the right time to do something, say something, get involved, are in your face. Back to the where I was I? Calms, calms. Oh, well, there, look, there's one, there's a big front thing. Isn't that cool? Say, yes, Chris. Very cool, Chris. I'll put you time. Have your own I'll say, what's the next one? Where do I go next? Give me some help here. No, go back. There's a really interesting thing. Can you cut to the Acts bit? This is something that came to me actually, it's a late addition to this. But on this, on this Kairos thing, can you cut to the Acts here then? This, this occurs to me when I was out on my walk on Saturday morning and sort of praying. I find it much easier praying when I'm walking uh, when I'm still. I don't know why. You know, I'm quite restless, you know stuff. And I find it very hard to stand still. Um, so I find it much better if my body's doing stuff. Uh, gym or walking, good. Because my body's doing something, my spirit and everything. Anyway, this, this is interesting. So when they came together, they asked him, Lord, are you at this time? Guess which word that is. Is it Carlos or Carlos? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is it Carlos? What do you think? Disciples, not quite perfect yet. Carlos. Is it time? You can do it now. What's the next verse? Uh, should I put that on the slide or not? Oh, here we go. It is not for you to know the Kronos or the Kairos the Father has sent. Jesus replied, picks up both things. He's talking about particular things, the second coming. I want you to buy the Bible on the way past here. Just say, as a church in the West, I think we've lost some of the urgency of Jesus coming back. Yeah? yeah. And I, I, I get that. Because it's been a long time, and also because we've stopped looking for, for it in a sort of way. The early church knew they had no idea when it's going to be. They didn't know the Kronos or the Kairos. There's no point saying, "Oh my word, Donald Trump, the second's coming, 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 coming." Do you know what I mean by that? Okay. Because Jesus says you won't know the Kairos, you won't know the seasons, the opportune time. Who sets the time? Jesus, God. Make sense? And it just struck me that actually that Jesus is one thing that Jesus really limits here, all through his ministry, one thing he limits is his knowledge of the second coming, when it's going to be. Because it's not available to human people filled with the Spirit to recognise that Kairos and that Kronos that time. But most of the stuff we can do, living our lives and making the kingdom come here, we can recognise. It's the right time. Laurie does it brilliantly. Pre- Donna, just want to affirm him. It's a time for the church to about unity. That's what you see. As you see in Revelation. Yep. And we 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 got a leader does that sort of stuff, so it's great. Okay, next we're going on to Kairos and Kronos. Back to the slides, it was something about kingdom. The kingdom is it. Jesus says after me the four things. Uh, the time has the kingdom is kingdom. Oh, kingdom. What do you mean the kingdom is here? Well actually in a sense when Jesus says it, the kingdom is in his person. He is there. 
the kingdom has come near. For the people gathering around, you know, he is the embodiment of the kingdom. The kingdom is somehow, is somehow more than him and less, but no more than him because it is him. Because he is the kingdom. He's come to install her and establish her. And it's all about Jesus. And in us, you know, I can stand here, I can remember I can go to Costa, I don't do this often, you can glad to hear, and say to, to Hamid at the, the bar, you know, I'm flat white, please, and the kingdom of heaven is near. But it's true, isn't it? In what sense is the kingdom of heaven near when I get my Costa flat white? Don't say in the flat. <laughs> I, know, I know you don't like Costa. I, I'll, I'll get the kingdom later. So. In what sense is it true to say the kingdom of God is here? Because I'm there. Not me, but Holy Spirit, you get. Do you do you know Jesus? Yes or no? Yes. Has Holy Spirit living in you? Yes. I taught you to say that in the Gabara, but I'm going to try and get it in here for two weeks ago. The Holy Spirit lives in one of us. And in a real sense, when we, we carry that presence, so when we go into our daily life, whether that be sitting at my computer doing stupid database stuff, or talking to students who are struggling, or, or whatever I'm doing, whatever you're doing, in a sense, the kingdom of heaven is near. Jesus says it's, it's among you, it's within you, it's, it's around you. It's not a thing there to go and find it. You don't have to get on a horse and travel to, to Jerusalem you know, like the Crusaders did. The kingdom of heaven is near. And sometimes, I know, we sense that. Sometimes, in the presence of God, in his glory, you sense it. People who, just so transparently, in touch with Jesus, they almost like be But it's true. Time is coming. The kingdom of heaven is near. And then the last two things. Are they separate altogether? Next one. Oh, yes, cool. Do you like that? I tried to animate it. That was a disaster. <laughs> I used to be able to do that in PowerPoint. I'm not going to do it in Google present. Anyway. Uh, why do you think I've added... Okay, uh, you're getting forward, I can tell. Turn to the person next to you, and the question is, why have I done the arrow backwards and forwards? In what sense does it go from one to the other and one to the other? James is looking and thinking, by the way, I haven't told them. Stop. Forget my Tuesday, yeah. 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Yeah. Really important day. Tuesday, 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. They're publishing the first photo from the James Webb Space Telescope. Is that exciting? <laughs> what? Yeah. It's exciting. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Where was I? Told you. Tell them this message. Not repent means, don't you? Turn around. Turn, repent means I'm going the wrong way. I think, oh God. I'll tell you God, I turn away from sin. Notice I always define it now. Repentance is turning towards God and never away from sin. I think the church too often defined it as turning away from sin, focused on the sin. Repentance is turning towards God and therefore away from sin. Right? And believe, you know what that means? The stuff Jesus says is right, I'm going to live by it. Okay? Now, why have I put arrows going both ways? We've got two minutes with each other. Go.
may have a better way of putting this than me. But it, because it seemed to me that I was praying about this, that, that repenting only makes sense if I believe in God and turn into. Indeed, it's just depression if I simply get guilty about stuff I've done wrong and don't believe in a loving God that is unsaving. And if I believe, to quote the song, I believe in you. If I come to the point where I actually believe that Jesus is who he says he is, then my only response is to repent. Turn to God and away from the stuff my life is without him. It's, it's, it, the words are separate, and, and we, we, it's, it's sometimes good to distinguish different stages of our life. This is about faith, and our sequence is about faith. But in a way, I think these two are so intimately connected, I'm not sure that you can separate them. Because, like I say, I can't repent into nothing. A lot of people in the world think, oh, boy, I did that wrong. They feel like some sense of general guilt and stuff about things. Um, and, 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 you know, I it's not a bad thing, it's conscience spiking up, but what do you do with that? <coughs> As a Christian, you believe. And you know, because love, said Jesus, and his death comes down. And all I've got to do is turn to God, away from sin, and it's washed away. My, my Baptist friends sometimes tell us that in the church, we do confession too often. Uh, maybe we do. We do anything too often, it becomes like, just like a thing, isn't it? A growth thing rather than a real heart thing. So maybe one way to, maybe one way is to think about the belief side of this. What repentance is about is turning to God. And Jesus, when he preached, his first sermon was so simple. He, how long would it take to say that? Can we do it again from memory or not? I can't do it from memory. Where's it start? Where's it start? It's the time. So together, the time has come, he said. The kingdom has come near. Repent and believe. That's like 15 seconds a sermon. I'm sure he spent another three years making detail on that. But the basic truth of the gospel is really straightforward. It's the time. For a few people here this morning, it's a Kairos moment I know. Just take it. If God's calling you this morning to respond to that, we don't continue the whole time in ways I know, but especially with you this morning, just take a moment. We come to Father, say, Father, I believe. I'll turn away from bad stuff. I want to believe and walk with you. Because the kingdom of heaven is near. But for all of us, it's a very simple thing. And, and I want to land and just say, don't overcomplicate it sometimes. I mean, this, I, I love the beauty and diversity of the cosmos and of theology. I'm not sure God's that interested in theology. He's interested in hearts. The response <coughs> to that truth that the kingdom of heaven is near. They sense the moment, they turn to him away from bad stuff. And that's the kingdom comes again. The kingdom is again present in that act, in that moment, as you come into his presence. Take one up. I'm going to pray for us in prayer and we'll do coffee and biscuits and chat. But let's go to quiet first.
always come, Jesus said. The kingdom of God is in you. Repent and believe the good news. Oh, thank you. That is good news. Be with you, remain with you, thus in your life, for this day and forever. And the people said, Amen. Amen.